Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by Vivo. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am pumped up because this weekend, the Los Angeles Dodgers take on the San Diego Padres for a critical, crucial four-game series. I'm nervous about it. I'm excited about it. And I'm very excited to welcome Padres fan Fernando Ramirez, who also happens to be a Notre Dame beat reporter for the South Bend Tribune. As you guys know, I went to Michigan, so we are just like very much at odds. (laughs) But I appreciate you coming on the show. No, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely at odds with some things, but it's it's honestly, uh, like I told you, it's so interesting to, because I, I had only been on NFL beats. I'd cover the Chargers for uh, nine. I'd been around the organization for nine years, and I get to start doing college football, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, people care about recruiting. Oh, my God, people care about that. Like, there's so many oh, steps yeah. that people care about that you're just like, wow, okay. I thought it was just about what are the battles going into training camp and what are uh, who? How good is the team going to be? Oh no, here it's a lot of steps. It's before you get to all that stuff. But very interesting. And again, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And yes, college football fans care about everything because college football <laughs> fans don't have a draft. You don't have free agency. Yeah. Like recruiting is it. This is exactly what determines the team this year and in future years. So that should be interesting. But um, I mean, I could talk about Michigan football forever. So to spare everyone because it's June and most of you guys don't care about Michigan football, maybe ever, but certainly not in June. We are going to talk Dodgers Padres. The Dodgers hold a one and a half game lead in the national league West right now. This series is going to be huge. Now the Padres, we were talking briefly offline. Manny Machado still hurt. You guys know how I feel about Manny Machado, but I would never want anyone to be injured. And I always think it's a more exciting rivalry when everyone is like healthy and at their best. So I am actually going to be sorry not to see him this weekend. Fernando Tatis still injured. So sorry not to see him this weekend. I'm actually going to the Thursday night game. We're recording this Thursday. This will come out on Friday. So by the time you guys are listening, I'll have been at the game and I will either be really elated or I'll be crying. Who's to say, really? We'll find out. But always sad not to see Fernando Tatis because he is so amazing and, and so exciting to watch. But huge series. The Dodgers are bringing out Mitch White for game one. Always an adventure with that one. And it should be a big one. What are you looking forward to most in this series, Fernando? I mean, in the I, the Padres pitching has really kind of held them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's been that's been very interesting this season man last year their pitching just wasn't really uh it was erratic at times right now uh-huh. they have a good rotation the only uh the only kind of question mark i have is on friday blake snell is the one pitching and he's kind of been really up and down this year and then uh and obviously uh thursday night mccann or uh, Musgrove. Musgrove is going to pitch. He's been really hot. He wants that new contract. Uh, I'm sure the Padres are, are going to be willing to give him one. But uh, but definitely, I'm, I'm looking at the Padres pitching. See how they perform this weekend. I mean, we all know the Dodgers just have uh, an all-star lineup when it comes to uh, you have Freddie Freeman, you have Trey Turner, you have a lot of really good hitters on this team. Can the Padres keep the game close? Can they keep the score down? 
with their pitching. And then obviously the relief pitching, can they hold up? Because at times this season, they're the ones giving up all these runs against Arizona. The other day they were up six to zero and Mm -hmm. the relief pitching was the one that let the Arizona come back into the game. And then obviously ultimately won the game. So uh, definitely it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the Padres pitching all around performs this weekend against the Dodgers. Well, if there's one thing Dodgers fans know, there are some bullpen woes. And it's interesting because on the one hand, the bullpen's been really great. And then on the other hand, they have like when they've been bad, they've been bad. And it turns out Craig Kimbrell, the Dodgers' new closer this year, is always in a a bit of an adventure and not in a good way. And the Dodgers pitching staff has dealt with a number of injuries. The best pitchers for the Dodgers thus far this season are Tony Gonsolin, who has, I think, the best ERA in Major League Baseball, and Tyler Anderson. Now, that being said, Julio Arias has been spectacular his last several starts. There were some struggles early in the season which have affected his ERA, but you talked a lot about the Dodgers lineup, and it's it's interesting. So a few things that I have to say about that. I'm going to say something, number one, that you guys may not know about me. You definitely don't know about me. There is nothing I dislike in sports more than distractions (laughs) second to distractions would be striking out looking in the bottom of the ninth inning of game seven of the world series but the distractions are the one thing i hate more than anything the dodgers have had a little bit of distraction this week they came off a very emotional series with the atlanta braves very emotional in that they won game one they lost game two huge comeback win in in game three of that series down to their final strike and gavin lux got the comeback going Craig Kimbrell, the adventure I mentioned earlier, had got the Braves tied the game, but the Dodgers came back and win. Then they lose two to the Rockies. They don't get swept, though. They finish out that series. But emotional for Freddie Freeman, who, as we all know, was an Atlanta Brave for 12 years and was a free agent this year and apparently found out this past weekend that his agents never brought the Braves' final offer to him and he might be moving on, et cetera, et cetera. And there's been chatter this week, and Clayton Kershaw had a comment that he said he hoped that they weren't second fiddle to the Braves. I thought it was taken a little bit out of context and maybe made too big a deal of. I totally understand what he's saying. What he's saying is, here we are in Atlanta. He He's such a hero here. He just hopes they can, he can love the Dodgers as so much. I didn't think it was that big a deal, but of course it became a thing. And then Freddie Freeman's going to take break from his agents, whatever it is, moving on from his agents. So now it's a distraction. And I hate distractions. I do think in baseball, distractions are less prevalent than in football. And they baseball, it's like you can't help but be romantic about baseball, but baseball isn't always an emotional sport. Yeah. Like emotion can get you through a football game. Like a true amount of emotion could probably push you over the edge if it's really close. That's not necessarily true in baseball. But that is something going into this series that I just hope doesn't become a thing with the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman, especially because he's, he's here for six years. So, yeah, no, of course. And I mean, honestly, the, the one thing I've loved to see is Freddie Freeman's kids when they go oh, up the and they, like they said hi to the Braves players and like last uh-huh. year at the all-star game, I think one of his kids, his favorite player was Fernando Tatis jr. He sees uh-huh. Fernando and he runs up to him and he gives him a hug and it was a whole thing. So Freddie Freeman's kids are, are what wins me over uh, with him. But to be honest, I, I think, I mean, I just don't see th- that being an attraction this series. They know it's the Padres. They know it's their one of their rivals. So I'm, I think the Dodgers are going to come and play, and and they know they're only a game and a half ahead of them, but they're going to want to increase that lead. I mean, potentially yeah, the Padres could be at five and a half, uh, five and a half back 
by Monday. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the, they have a significant wild card lead right now of like three and a half games. Well, that can get cut down too. For sure. So they definitely, both teams need to be focused because this is a big weekend for both teams. And, and the Padres can't be relying on, oh, well, hold on. Fernando Tatis Jr. is back in two weeks, maybe. And Manny Machado is going to be back next week. You can't hold on to that. You need these players hitting well. And I mean, uh, the one surprise this year has been Profar, Jerkson Profar. A lot of fans wanted him out. They wanted him gone, and he's hitting mm-hmm. well. Uh, other guys have been hitting well. Their defense has actually been very, very good, even uh, with Tatis out. Hassan Kim, C.J. Abrams, these guys have really kind of kept it together, but my question this weekend is where's the hitting going to come from? I mean, I know they scored a couple of uh, runs against the, the diamondbacks and they scored against the Phillies, but this weekend, where are your, where are your runs going to come from? Like are guys going to step up and get on base. And cause the Padres have been one of those teams um, that leaves guys on bases and they, they're not mm-hmm. able to score points. So this weekend you need to score points. You need to get, um, you need to get guys going. If not, it's going to be a long weekend against the Dodgers. Cause I mean, you have to face again, uh, like you said, Tony, you have to face Tyler Anderson and Clayton Kershaw, Mitch white. I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> if the Padres aren't careful, it's going to be a long weekend for them. And, and, uh, and like I said, they could fall in both standings, uh, mightily. And, and they don't want to do that, especially with, um, with the all-star break kind of coming, uh, re- cause in the last few years, that's where everything changes for the Padres. The all-star break, they take it, they come back and it's like, boom, they, they have a fall. You can't have a fall. That's when most teams prove themselves. And I feel like the Padres um, need to prove themselves, especially after the all-star break. Well, and Clayton Kershaw is coming off. Definitely his worst start of the season. And one of his worst starts in a very long time. And I don't expect him to have another bad start unless there's something wrong, God forbid, because I really cannot take another injury on this pitching staff. But unless there's something wrong, God forbid, I just don't see him having another tough start like that. And he's going to want to come out, you know, have his best stuff. And you mentioned with the Padres, where's the hitting going to come from? And the Dodgers are an interesting team because going back to the beginning of the pod, you talked about their lineup and it's an incredible lineup, even without Mookie Betts right now, who Dave Roberts said, he does think will be back before the all-star break, probably more in a DH role than anything. But even without Mookie Betts, this is an incredible lineup. But and that's the thing of beauty, how the DH really, I think the DH is going to help some of these, like Fernando Ortiz isn't going to come back and play defense right away. It's going to be DH and you ease him back in. My bad. I just, I, oh, I've, you're been fine. A, I've been a huge fan of the DH and I've wanted it for years. And now that it's in it, I think it's really going to help guys kind of get back into the rhythm a little bit, especially with guys that are out for a long periods of time. I agree. And it's going to be really helpful for that. I am just, and I don't, I don't have a problem with the DH. I'm not like, I I don't have like super strong feelings, but I do love like the chess match of baseball. And I did love that the decisions that had to be made, you know, with a pitcher. And I do think probably it's, it's probably more fun for the game for most people, but I do kind of love the strategy and the chess match and the pitchers coming up, but he's, He's pitching so well, and what do we do? Like all of the stuff, and the after double Bartolo switch, Colon hit things. a home run off of the Padres in 2016, that's when I feel like everybody wanted uh, the DH because I remember, I remember that game. He just hit like smacked it out, and everybody's mm-hmm. like Bartolo Colon's first uh, home run, and it happens on his like I think he had just turned 40 or 39, and I'm like, geez, 39 year old just hitting a home run, but. Uh, 
but definitely I, I understand what you mean. I mean, it, it literally is. Uh, it was a chess match when you had to pick how the pitcher, how you were going to do it, what pitcher, who you were going to bring in. So I definitely understand where you're, where you're coming with that. It was kind of fun to see, but um, I'm one of those guys that likes the the hitting and, and everything. So I'm, I'm 100% all about the, the DH. I think it's been a lot of fun. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, and you also make a great point that when it comes to coming back from an injury, you can put a Mookie Betts in the lineup. You can put Fernando Tatis because you're you're like, well, we're not quite ready to have them out, you know, playing defense and risk anything there, but they can hit. And that you know is a big thing, especially for those two types of players, two of the best, most exciting players in baseball for fans and for the game, you want those guys in the game. So it's certainly, it certainly is helpful, but this Dodgers lineup for all of what they should be one through nine, they've been inconsistent and everybody has struggled at times. Let me tell you something. If there is a a point, Oh, I am a realist. I mean, the facts are right in front of me. No, I know, but like some, you know, some people are just like, oh my God, we're a fire breathing dragon. And it's kind of like, whoa, like there are some things that need to be kind of worked out. There are things. I mean, they can be a fire breathing dragon. (laughs) And they're 100%. But they're not right now. And if at any point of the season, preferably in October, but if at any point (laughs) of the season, everybody on this lineup gets hot or at least better than they're doing, then they are an unbeatable lineup. I really do believe that. I mean, I think the thing, pitching is a concern just in terms of getting deeper into the season and a lot of the injuries and the bullpen. Hopefully you get Blake Trinan back in a couple of months. Walker Bueller should be back in time to build back up and be ready in theory for September, October. There's a chance you get Dusty May. There are people, Victor Gonzalez, like there are people who should be coming back in, but Pitching is less of a concern if they can score 12 runs a game. The problem is this lineup will score 12 runs a game, and then they'll score like zero runs a game against the Rockies. And they're, they have been incredibly inconsistent. And I think the, the three that are probably the most concerning, actually, I think, and it's not just my Cody Bellinger bias, but I think, but in theory, the three who are the most concerning are Max Muncie, Justin Turner, and Cody Bellinger. I actually find Cody Bellinger less concerning because – He's so good defensively, and he may just be a really good defensive player who's going to be hitting between two and two. I mean, 250 would be a dream. Between two and and 220, but he's clutch. And he comes through in the clutch, and he's got power. So he will hit these home runs. I think he's on pace right now for 22 home runs a season. I'd be fine with that. If he could hit 22 home runs, hit around 220, play incredible defense and you know he's clutch I'm, I'm fine with that with Cody so I actually I know it's a bias but I think I'm less good but you have Muncie and Turner which are which are concerns I mean they're genuine concerns these are guys that used to be like oh you got runners in scoring position they're coming home because you've got Muncie and Justin Turner up so this lineup is very interesting because it's tremendously talented they should be scoring 12 runs a game but they're not 
and they've been inconsistent and they get in slumps and the slumps tend to be tend to be contagious. It's like one gets in a slump, three of them are in a slump. Trey Turner is incredible and is having an incredible season. Gavin Lux has been, I think, an extremely clutch hitter. He keeps hitting in that number nine spot. And I know a lot of people want him to move up. But then I also feel like he's hitting so well there. Like, what, yeah. a, what a luxury to have your number nine hitter, like, very well be the guy that could be your clutch player, I think is kind of a luxury. But that's the thing with this lineup, and that'll be interesting this weekend. Can they perform to the level they should? And they really haven't yet. That being said, they're one and a half games ahead in the NL West. They have one of the best records in baseball. I mean, it's like the thing with this team, there's so much talent. I get to nitpick, but there are a lot of teams that I'm, and people listening that be like, are you serious? You have Freddie Freeman, Freeman, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts will come back. You've Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller will get healthy. I mean, Tony Gonson, come on, get it together. But, (laughs) But these are the things you have to think about as the season goes on. And we're only in June. You mentioned the all-star break. We're not there yet. And really, it's after the All-Star break. But these series in June, I think, these earlier series in the season dictate the season. Because this weekend could be the difference between winning the NL West and not. Yeah. No, I agree. And you know what? This weekend, I think, and I mean, I'm one of these people that, like, I'm already kind of looking ahead a little bit. And I feel like this weekend is going to tell both teams where they're at. It's going to show them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to tell the Padres, well, especially the Padres, hey, this is what you need to trade for before the all before the trade deadline. I mm-hmm. think that's I, I think the Padres are going to look for another another bat before the trade deadline. I think they need it. They need some. They need a little bit of juice. I mean, they have some good players, but like I said, it's really inconsistent. After the Machados, the Cronenworths, those kinds of guys, you're going to need another bat, maybe another pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I can totally see that, especially. I, I'm wondering if Blake Snell struggles again, will they try and package him and try and trade him and and try and bring in another pitcher? Who knows? But he just he hasn't been able to find his footing. I know that they like uh, Clevenger starting to kind of get back into his own. Um, the the organization is very excited about uh, Mackenzie Gore. Um, Mackenzie, I mean, a couple of I was watching him. I think it was his last start. There was twice where he allowed a bases loaded and twice he got out of it without allowing a run. So that's pretty impressive. I know he allowed the the guys to get on base. Yeah, but it's but more important time, that he can get out of it. And the coach had come up twice and he's like, no, don't take me out. Like I can get out of this. And one of them, I think it was bases loaded with no outs and he got out of it. And you're like, wow, this kid, okay, he's pretty impressive. So definitely, I think this weekend's going to show both teams where they're at and what trades they need to make before. Because we all know the Dodgers are going to make a trade before the trade. I'd be very surprised if they stayed quiet before the trade deadline. Um, but I, I really do think that the Padres also need to make a trade or two. Um, and and I think this weekend's really going to show them, hey, this is what we need before uh, we really try and make that big run, especially with, like I said, Tatis. I mean, and Machado's close. Machado's close into coming back. He was running the bases the other day, uh, and his injury was just a freak injury, just running to first base, and he kind of like takes a little bit of a spill. And then obviously Tatis needs to stay off of motorcycles because uh, mm-hmm. that's just been a, a huge concern. It's incredible. Right. It's not even baseball-related. And then he gets asked, oh, hey, what the accident. Well, which one? Like, which one? Dude, you're a $300 million player. Like, you need to settle down. You need to chill out. You need to be in the NFL in their contract. It says they can't ride motorcycles. They can't, um, mm-hmm. they can't, uh, do like bungee jumping. They can't do any of that crazy stuff. 
And in baseball, I'm like, dude, like they need something in there because this guy's going wild. But he's close to coming back. So you just you're going to need a little bit more juice. And I feel like this weekend's going to show both teams what kind of juice they need uh, for the back end of the season. I totally agree with you. And it will be interesting to see. I mean, I look at the Dodgers and and what trade can they make? And I feel like from my perspective, and I am not in charge here and nobody wants me to be, but <laughs> from my perspective, I think I think it has to be pitching. Yeah. But there are people who feel like it has to be another bat. But I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, no, they got a lot of bats. They need their sit? bats to perform. <laughs> they really yeah. need they need some they need some pitching. So be interesting to see. It's funny you bring up Blake Snell, and I, I think of World the World Series game six in 2020 uh-huh. when he got taken out and he was not happy about it against the Dodgers. And I always wonder with players, and this may be me being like real over analytical but you know mentally does that affect you because he's kind of struggled ever since and he he got taken out everybody feels like he got taken out early he probably did I am certainly not going to complain about it but it is interesting how does that affect a pitcher and how does that mentally affect a pitcher because I do think for pitchers and and batters I mean baseball is it may not be as emotional of a sport but it's a very mental sport because that's what you get to slump or you start pitching poorly and then it, it gets in your head. So it's, it is kind of interesting to think about that. I'm just looking at the pitching probables for the weekend and for the Thursday night game, which will have happened when this airs, but that's Joe Musgrove versus Mitch White. That'll Friday night, one. Blake Snell versus Tony Gonsolin. I actually think that should be a really good game though. As I'm looking, I knew Blake Snell had been struggling, but 0-5 with a 5.6 ERA. I'm shocked by that. Yeah. That is wow. Okay, then you have you Darvish, the former Dodger, against Tyler Anderson, and poor you Darvish got like run out of town after the 2017 World Series, and everyone didn't know the Astros were cheating. So I always feel for you Darvish, <laughs> but excellent pitcher. And then Mackenzie Gore, as you mentioned him earlier, against Clayton Kershaw. And when you said that about the bases loaded and, and getting out, you know, without a, a run, it was Game Six of the NLCS with Walker Bueller, and I always thought Walker Bueller was an ace, but that game. To me, it was like, this guy is everything. They, game six, they had to win it. He had the bases loaded with no outs, and he got out of it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that that's well, the talent. That's where that's it matters. Why, and that's why they haven't traded Mackenzie Gore. I mean, they're, they, they're, there's been a lot of trades where they want Mackenzie, and the Padres have always said no, 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 because they knew that he was going to be a star, and he, he probably might be in a couple of years one of the best pitchers. I mean, I mean, you never know. Anything can happen, but he might be one of the best pitchers in, in years to come. But he's been really their baby, the baby that they've been grooming, waiting, mm-hmm. and finally now it's paying off. But, yeah, you look at Blake Snell, and it just it and it just hasn't materialized, and it's just been bad, uh, bad, kind of just bad pitch, erratic pitching. It's just been, it's been weird to, to kind of see, but it's funny because I was watching the Pat McAfee show a little while ago, and, and he was talking about how the Pirates just sell everybody. It doesn't matter. Like, they had a graphic, and it said how many pitchers have come out of the Pirates, and they're on different teams. They uh-huh. have eight, nine potential all-stars that wow. they groomed, and they're now in other teams. And obviously, Joe Musgrove's one. And uh, and I just started laughing because I'm like, wow. So I'm sure the Pirates will end up trading with either the Padres or the Dodgers. Or the Dodgers. Exactly. So uh, some former Pirate on the team. That's very funny. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. Or both. But but definitely, uh, I I do. Uh, I am interested to see this weekend 
kind of how these pitchers perform. Because like you said, it's going to be a fun matchup because it's kind of the both teams have really good pitching. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they each go. But but not having Machado, not having Betts, and not having Tatis kind of takes away a little bit mm-hmm. off of this. But it's still Dodgers, Padres, and it's still going to be, I think, a fun a fun weekend, especially going into uh, Joey Chestnut defending that belt on Monday in the hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the real competition here. Exactly. That's really, exactly. That's really what we're Getting we're to defend the belt for. or not, that's going to be how many hot dogs is he going to eat? This? My mom gets so mad. Every year since 2011, my grandpa and I used to watch it all the time. She'd be like, how can you guys watch it? It's disgusting. I'm like, are you kidding? The guy puts four hot dogs in his hand and he just starts <laughs> eating them. I'm like, how? I'm like, it, it's just incredible. I mean, it is, it is a talent. I mean, it is exactly. A you can't, and then you hot have dogs, to, baseball, it, baseball, hot dog. I mean, it just all goes together. So it really does. In. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a talent. Like you kind of have to be impressed with it. Uh, and he's right, so funny too. Oh, that's that's even more. I mean, do you think he just doesn't eat all year until he gets to the hot dog? Or he contest? like works out like a. That's what I've noticed because the guy from Man versus Food. Like I'm like how like because when the season starts, he's very like, he's very slim. And then when the season's towards the end, he's gaining on that weight, but he's like, Oh, I work out like a fiend. I'm like, ah, that's what it is. You must like have personal trainers that work him out and then, okay, let's go. So, but, uh, but yeah, sorry to interrupt and bring up, uh, no, not at all. It's, I mean, (laughs) we have to talk about the fun, the fun food things too. I mean, it is baseball. So I think you're nothing to apologize for. I love it. I was going to see, what your predictions are for the weekend. Uh, I'll say Dodgers go three, one. See, and I think they're going to split. Wow. Yeah. I think no, they're going to split the series. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Dodgers, uh, if the Dodgers swept them, but I think the Padres are at least trying to get one out of there and they'll be lucky to get one. But like I said, without Machado and Tatis, it's going to be difficult to see where the hitting is going to come from. If they mm-hmm. get one, if they get one game, it might be tonight against Mike Mitch White. But I, I like look at the pit. Like Tony's nine and zero, Tyler's eight and one, Clayton five and two. Their ERAs are all below. Well, except for Tyler, everybody else is below two. So <laughs> I think tonight, if anything, Thursday's the night that they're going to get one. But uh, but I just see I, it's just going to be difficult. Um, I think for, it's going to be a difficult weekend for the Padres, in my opinion. Well, we shall see. I'm going Thursday and Saturday, uh, which fun. it will be, but it almost guarantees they'll lose both games. But maybe not. Have you been, I, a, you know, have you been to Petco? I have not been to Petco, and I need, need to. to go. I really food, need to go to Petco. The food at Petco is incredible. Like, I've been to other ballparks, and I'm kind of like, ah, but, like, the food at Petco is just incredible. It's so okay. good. And I need to, and it's, I mean, it's not far. I'm based in Los Angeles, so yeah. it's certainly not far away, but maybe I'll do that. Uh, there's got, there's at least one, there's one more series in San Diego this year, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I think there is. Yeah. And our good friend Haley Elwood, she goes to the games too. So yes, she does. maybe that's a, maybe that's a, uh, maybe that's a, a road trip that you guys need to take down. That would be really fun. Haley Elwood, the chargers team reporter. For those of you who don't know, she is amazing and fantastic awesome. and we love her. So that could be <laughs> a fun one. Well, before I let you go, on Fridays on the Tracy Sandler Show, we do Cody Corner because I love Cody Bellinger. He is my favorite. Well, he and Mookie are my two favorite players, but special. Well, they both have a special place in my heart. But on Fridays, we do Cody Corner. So on this edition of Cody Corner, I usually try to keep it very positive and pro Cody. I've had guests that really try to take me away from that. But 
I won't be deterred, and you can try, but I'm still not going to be deterred because my man Cody hit a home run on Wednesday. I get really excited about that. So here's a funny story. I text my dad and my brother every time Cody Bellinger does something good. Every time. <laughs> Oftentimes they don't respond to me, but that's not really the point. I text them every single time. Sometimes they'll text me and be like, wow, that was a great at bat. Just that happened over the weekend. Well, my guy Cody hits a home run on Wednesday night. I was at dinner with a friend, so I didn't see said home run, which was very unlike me to, to miss it. And my dad texted me and said, are you okay? Cody just hit a home run. And I haven't heard from you. And I think that just shows you how much I love my belly. So my man Cody is currently batting 212. Not ideal, but not terrible. With 10 home runs, 29 RBIs, stellar defense, as I said it before. I'm willing to accept stellar defense, above 200, clutch player with power. I'm willing to accept it. So I'm giving this Cody corner, I'm giving my Cody Bellinger two enthusiastic thumbs up, but I do that every week no matter what. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I feel like I remember he was struggling back when the Padres played them a couple of years ago in the playoffs when the, the Padres had mm -hmm. beaten St. Louis and they played the Dodgers and it, everything was changed when Cody Bellinger robbed Fernando Tatis Jr. of that home run. And yeah. after that, that's when the Dodgers took off and really kind of uh, came because the Padres were coming back in that game. And it felt if the if the if the Padres would have won that game, it might have swung mm -hmm. all the momentum in the Padres way. But, yeah, Cody's always been a really clutch player. And I, I, I mean, I, I can't say anything negative about him. He's a World Series champion. He's. He's a guy. He's a guy that is very important to the Dodgers and the Dodgers lineup. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I can't say anything negative about him. I just, I'm interested to see kind of how the trash talk goes this weekend because there's always a lot of trash talk between both teams. And I don't know what's going. I don't know what's in the water lately, but there's been a lot of fist fights. Yes, there uh, have been a lot of bench clearings. <laughs> Did you see the video of uh, Shohei when the Angels got into theirs? Shohei just comes out and like kind of grabs a guy and. He, kind of just helps them and yanks them back a little bit. And I'm like, Shohei's like the nicest guy. Like everybody else is running and like <laughs> punching people in the face. And, and, and he's just being so nice and trying to, to help people out. But uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll see a bench clearing this weekend just cause it's Padres Dodgers. And, and, and I, you know, it's funny. I kind of feel like baseball is the last sport where you have those kinds of rivalries where mm -hmm. people hate each other. Like I remember the Chargers and the Raiders used to hate each other. Like, it was LT Sean Merriman, like all those guys used to hate all the rate. And now like everybody's so friendly with everybody else that they're kind of eh, just, Hey, high five. Okay. Whatever. Right. And baseball, I feel like is the last sport where rivalries still exist. The Padres still hate the Dodgers. The Dodgers still hate the giants. The giants still hate the Padres. So definitely uh, this is going to be an exciting weekend for baseball. I think so too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Fernando. Thank you for having me on. And again, uh, again, it'll be a, it's going to be a fun weekend and it's going to be a very telling weekend. So I definitely appreciate it and have fun at the ballpark. You're Thank definitely you. two games. You're going to, you're going to have a lot of fun. Where can everybody find you on social? Uh, I'm on, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. even though I need to set my TikTok game up uh, a lot more, but I'm at real life Ramirez and uh, yeah, I need to, I need to set my TikTok game up. I was very into it last year, 
And ever since this year started, I've kind of fallen off a little bit, but I'm going to try and get back into it. <laughs> well, here's your motivation. This weekend will be your motivation. There you uh, go. If you guys like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. We are brought to you by Bet Online. We are brought to you by Vivo. I'll talk to everybody. We're going to be off next week, but I'll talk to everybody after that. And uh, go Dodgers. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.